And if you're a CEO out there who doesn't understand the importance of that and doesn't create that culture coming down through your organization, you shouldn't be a CEO. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. The way this works for anybody that's new to this show or is watching us on our YouTube channel, on Mondays, I answer a fan question about their sports career. People write in to me at bclap at workinsports.com. That's B-C-L-A-P-P at workinsports.com with their questions about their careers. And I pick out the best ones and try to give you some insight and some answers that will help your careers. Then on Wednesday, we do an expert interview with somebody in the industry. Coming up this Wednesday is James Sackville, who is the founder of Athletes in Recruitment, a super cool online resource, online tech program, it's amazing, that is bridging the gap and breaking down barriers for young student athletes to get recruited into college sports. It evens the playing field for so many people trying to get recruited into sports. So there's no longer like, I didn't get enough exposure and I didn't get enough uh, notoriety and I didn't get to play it enough clubs or special events or whatever. It's a marketplace essentially where you can post your own videos, put your own profile together and coaches are able to see and access your portfolio. It's really genius. And it's super cool. We get into a great discussion on that on Wednesday. So you should tune in for that. But the bigger point is the conversation on Wednesday is always trying to deal with experts and from experts sharing advice on how to advance in your career. They're talking about how they built their career, what steps they made, what choices they made, what challenges they face, why they're in the position that they're in, and then what they look for when they're hiring other people and how they're building their staff and their career. Really interesting stuff. We've had some amazing guests over the years, so please tune in for that as well. But again, we're in the Monday question right now, so we're going to handle a question, and that's coming up in a second. It's coming in from Corrine in Nevada. It's a great question. But I want to handle one other thing first. We keep hearing about this term, the great resignation. And I think it's kind of cool. And I've heard a lot of actual people in HR talk to me about it. John Ferguson from Monumental Sports Entertainment, who, shout out, congratulations, just moved to NASCAR and is leading their talent acquisition and HR team. So congratulations, John. But he brought it up back in February when we were talking at one point saying, People have had time to sit at home and essentially we were greedy. Because everything that we knew as normal no longer existed. And with that, what do you do? You start to reflect. You look internal. You're like, what? What is my passion? What do I like to do? And so you see a lot of people resigning from their careers and pivoting into other things. Our topic today and our question is going to come from Corrine talking about pivoting in your career. And I think that dovetails perfectly with what I'm going to say right now. I've been very curious about the concept of the great resignation as it applies to the sports industry. And so I've been reaching out to a lot of different people I know in the industry over the last couple of weeks. And the feedback I'm getting is that we're at kind of net zero. And here's what I mean by that. We are seeing people in the sports industry that maybe have been grinding for a really long time and aren't getting quite to the position that they're at. They're like, that's it. I'm done. One thing I learned over coronavirus is that I want more out of my life. And this isn't doing it for me anymore. I don't like the long nights. I don't like the holidays. I don't like working on the weekends. I'm going to change for something better. And that's okay. What we're also seeing, though, is a lot of people on the other side of that who are in other careers, who are working nine to five, who are working in a cubicle or maybe some lesser than an exciting career. And they're like, I want to change into sports. 
because I'm not happy with this thing I have over here. I want something more exciting. I want to be doing something I'm passionate about. And that's what I mean by net zero. We're at a point where, yeah, there are people leaving the sports industry, but there are a lot more people getting into it as well that are making that career shift. So we are seeing some of the great resignation. I think everybody is, but we're not seeing it affect our industry in a negative way. There's still a lot of competition out there, but there is churn, meaning people are leaving opportunities that they never used to leave before. So there's openings, there's opportunity, there's more people being hired, there's more people leaving, things are happening. So it's a good time to be out there and looking and seeing what's available and judging for yourself what you want. Now I'm going to flip this around for a second. I want to talk to the people that are in charge of hiring and managing staff. So usually the conversation we have on here is more of a B2C kind of conversation. It's it's our business talking to our consumer clients, right? People, young people, candidates trying to get started, trying to build their career. This is more of a B2B conversation I'm going to have right now. This is more of our business trying to talk to other business leaders. So if you're out there and you're a manager and you're running a staff, you're running a team, listen up. I'm going to tell you how to prevent the great resignation from your organization. You ready for it? You have to care about your people. I am so sick of this concept of people saying, You know, I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand why people are leaving. I don't understand this. I don't understand that. Generally speaking, the reason people leave jobs is because of their bosses. I swear to you, that is a fact. There is data behind it. It's not usually about the job itself. It's usually about the bosses. And not enough bosses care about their people in the right way. Not enough bosses put their people first and understand that their job is to remove barriers for their employees, to make their life better, easier, to focus in on their skills and to maximize what they can do, give them opportunities to grow, put together a great culture that makes them excited to be a part of something. You got to care. You got to give a crap about your employees. I'm telling you, I had a boss. I will not name him. We do not speak his name. Voldemort. 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 I had a boss who made my everyday existence at my job awful, who literally used to tell me in meetings, you're just lucky that you have a job. He literally used to tell me that I should tell all of my staff that they are just lucky to be employed. What kind of a culture is that? Does that make people want to show up and give their best? Does that make people want to keep coming back? Or does that make people question why they are here? It's one of life's great mysteries, isn't it? Why are we here? I feel passionate about this because I feel like my job as a manager of people and of staff is to make them enjoy what they're doing, bring the best out of them, take away the obstacles that are frustrating them, and try my best to make it a caring environment. That's when people thrive. That's when people stay. That's when people are loyal. And if you can't do that, you shouldn't be in management. And if you're a CEO out there who doesn't understand the importance of that and doesn't create that culture coming down through your organization, you shouldn't be a CEO. It's time for a better focus on the people underneath you and to have a little bit of care and concern for them. And then maybe you'll you'll see the other things tick up. You'll see the loyalty. You'll see the dedication. You'll see the work product because you cared. It's that simple. It really is. Okay, let's pivot for a second here. I'll take a deep breath. Got on my soapbox a little bit there. Hope everybody enjoyed that. I know I did. Kind of feel better now, to be honest with you. Get some of the tension out. 
I had three kids start their first day of school today. My daughter started high school, so I may have spent some time crying, crying today. So maybe I'm just a little bit emotional, but I still stand by what I just said. Okay, today's question. It ties into this concept. Came from Corrine in Nevada. 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 Definitely Nevada. As you touched on in one of your previous podcasts, there are many different areas of specializations in both professional and collegiate sports, i.e. sports reporting, community relations, marketing, business operations, analysts, etc. What do you think about people who are working in an area but want to pursue a position in a new one? How do you recommend going about it? Okay, so I followed up with Corrine to get a little more detail. She's currently working in community relations at a major college athletic program but has learned that she really enjoys the video production part of her job and it's decided that she kind of wants to pivot towards that area, the video photography storytelling aspect of her job. But what I'm going to tell you now applies for anybody. This fits in with this whole great resignation conversation, right? This fits in with this whole concept of people spending the last year evaluating and saying to themselves, is this what I want? Is this what I see myself doing? Is this where I want to be? And if you've come to a conclusion that, No, no, no. I want to do something else. That's the thing I really enjoy. No, I'm clapping for you. I think that's great. You got to figure that out. You got to identify what that thing is that makes you happy and you got to go after it. Kareem, the first thing you're going to need to realize is that everybody pivots. Everybody does. Everybody shifts in their career a little bit. Everybody starts out in one direction and may make a different move. I joke all the time about how my wife was an art major in college and now she's a CMO. How do those two things line up? They don't really, but that's okay. You're going to make pivots in life, and that's totally normal. Pulling data here because I'm all about data points and facts. According to multiple studies, people change careers, full careers, five to seven times over their lifetime. One report from CNN Money said in the first decade out of college, millennials change employers on average four times in one decade which is a huge change over previous generations. Younger people today want that change or or not settling for something and just sticking it out and just riding with it. They're okay with that change. They want that change. They'll go after that change. So Corrine, first thing is, it's totally okay for you to feel like pivoting. It is normal and you can do it. Um, So you have to remove the fear or the feeling of, I can't do this. I shouldn't do this. My mom and dad were in the same jobs for 20 years. Like, remove all that. This is about you. Let's focus on what you want, need, and expect out of your goals and where you want to be. So remove the chains, the emotional chains that aren't born in fact. Just focus on, yeah, my career needs a little bit of a shakeup moment here. I've determined this is something different I want to do. Let's go after it. So now that we got all the smushy stuff out of the way, because I'm not always great at the smushy stuff. Sometimes I am, but it's not my natural. Um, I'm going to break this into three categories, three actionable categories, your skills, your portfolio, and your network. Okay. First thing to realize, if you want to pivot. So in this instance for Kareen, you're working in community relations and you want to get into video production. Well, that's a pretty big jump. Okay. Everybody that went to school for video production has a bit of a leg up on you. So you need to get your portfolio competitive. And that means right now, focus on skills. So you need to overachieve. You need to get past all those people, at least in some regard, and you need to get things that stand out in your resume. My best advice that I can give you is if you started to determine this other thing that you're really interested in, 
start to take specific courses. It doesn't mean you need to re-enroll back in college. It means you need to start taking, um, there's all kinds of different online courses, certificate courses that you can take on just about any discipline. If you decide you want to get, get into digital marketing or content marketing, you know, Content Marketing Institute and all these other places have amazing courses. Co-Schedule, they have courses. You can learn, you can learn, you can learn. Everything's out there. There are all kinds of online courses that will teach you these specific skills. So if you, for example, wanted to get into video production, you need to take an Adobe Premiere Pro class. You need to take a Final Cut Pro class. You need to learn some of these techniques and styles and ways of going about doing things because you need to get skills on your resume that say you can do this. At the same time, you should be looking into certificate programs. So it's something you can really add to your resume and you should be looking for ways to utilize those skills. So I'm going to keep using this video production example because that's a question that Corinne asked, but you can pivot this to any shift that you may want to make. If you've decided I really want to work in video production and I'm just not as into what I have been doing, okay, you're going to take some courses, but then you have to put it into work. You have to actually start to put together a portfolio. Volunteering is the way to go. So now you're working, keep working, keep doing your job. You don't have to quit yet. You have to build up a profile first. You have to build up a skill set. You have to get somewhere first. But volunteer, offer your services, offer to a blogger, offer to somebody else out there that's, that, you know, any kind of a small organization. Go to a small college and say, I'm willing to put together some videos to you, for you guys. Look for those opportunities where you can just say, this is a skill I want to refine. You're not going to pitch yourself this way, but you're going to say like, this is a skill I want to refine. I need to get some reps. Where can I just volunteer to help? Is there a local tech company? Is there a local school? Is there a local high school, middle school, uh, youth soccer program, whatever? Start to just put together some of these pieces and you start to build out a bit of a portfolio. At the same time, you're going to come up with questions, get them answered in forums, get involved in the communications, join LinkedIn groups that may have discussions on this, look at different tools and learn them. It's just about getting your activity level up to start because you have to make up this gap in skills. You have to really learn this product well. And that's important. The next thing you need to focus on is your portfolio. Okay, so once you start getting these skills, the applicant tracking systems now or any way you would try to apply for one of these roles, well, they're not going to notice you because you're not going to have those keywords on your resume. And I mentioned them before. It's something like Adobe Premiere Pro or Final Cut Pro. Or if you wanted to shift into community relations, you haven't done it before. But you have to figure out that research a little bit. You have to look at these jobs that are available that do interest you now, and you have to look at them and say, what are those key tools, projects, skills, things that people are doing that I can start to learn and then incorporate onto my resume. Because the most important document that you're going to create that's going to get you noticed is that resume. So if you don't have the skills, you won't be noticed. Telling you, employers look for specific things. That's how they filter out resumes. So if you're working in community relations and you want to get into sports marketing, they may be looking for certain skills or tools or projects or things you've accomplished and you don't have any of those things. So they're going to move past you. So you have to focus. If you're going to do a pivot, you have to focus on acquiring the skills and then getting them on your resume. So learn what the right skills are, take those courses, get them on your resume. And then in your portfolio, make a cover letter, 
that explains all of this. I went to school for community relations. I enjoyed it. But what I found was my true passion lied in video production. I have been working on my storytelling and this and that. I've learned these projects. It shows interest and curiosity if you write it the right way. Tell me a good story. I'm always intrigued by a good story. Everybody is. If you can tell me the story of your journey a little bit and you can have some of those skills that you've learned on your resume, you're going to be in a pretty decent position. It's going to help you get started on this pivot. The next thing and final thing you want to look at, two things. Actually, I'm going to add another thing on there because sometimes things pop in my head as I'm talking. Your network. Now, the people are going to be most likely to advocate for you or may know somebody are those in your network, the people you've worked with before, the people at your current company. If you were working somewhere and realized, oh, wait, I really love video production, then you know what? That department within your organization is going to be your best chance to get things started. So work your network, work the people you know, talk to different people through LinkedIn. If it were me, and I was thinking about pivoting to a different position, I would find people at corporations that interest me or organizations that interest me that were doing that job. And I'd connect with them and be like, hey, I've been working in community relations for the last few years, but I'd really like to get into video production. Was just wondering if we could do an informational interview where I could learn some of the most important skills that I should be really mastering. Show them a little bit of respect, show them a little bit, of, but, but reach out and try to set some informational interviews. Learn about how they got started. Learn about what they did to grow. And maybe opportunities come out of that as well. The final thing I'd say too is that your most likely chance to be able to pivot is within your organization a lot of times. Sometimes I like to tell people, when you, when you are first starting out, I went to a big organization, CNN, right? I started out at CNN Sports Illustrated. And I loved that because it was so big as I was learning and growing. I was learning best practices. I was learning the best way to do things. But at the same time, if I wanted to pivot, there was any opportunity in the world there. So sometimes I tell people when they're first starting out, if you're not 100% sure of what you want to do, lean into a bigger corporation because there just might be areas to pivot from within. And then you can network and then you can go talk to people in different departments and you can say your interests and you can learn what they want you to learn and you know how that, that organization already works. So if you're thinking about pivoting, go through this process. Learn and research the skills that are in demand, then learn them, then Get your resume and your cover letter on point. Tell me a good story in your cover letter. Get all those important pieces on your resume so that you'll come up in those filters as an opportunity. Work your network and then work the company that you're working at. That was a lot of works in one sentence, but you understand what I'm saying. Work through your network. Really reach out to those people. Get that conversation going. Try to meet some new people that are doing what you're interested in. At the same time, look for opportunities within your own organization, within those departments, because they are the ones that are going to know you already and have an idea for your work ethic and the way you approach things and how you perform. So that's your best shot right there. All right, Kareen, I think that should handle it. I went on my soapbox today a little bit. I appreciate you all sticking with it. And we really dug into pivoting in your sports career, which a lot of people are doing right now. So thank you for listening. Make sure to tune in to James Sackville on Wednesday, Athletes and Recruitment, super cool site. James and I had an awesome conversation. So I'll share that with you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And especially if you're on our YouTube channel, subscribe to that channel so you can see all the videos that we're going to be pushing out. Thanks for listening.